When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I watched Leave the World Behind, a thriller and suspense film produced by Michelle and Barack Obama so that you don't have to. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you better. But guys, before we get into this video, if you'd like to suggest other movies or TV I should watch and review on this channel, you can do so by becoming a patron on Patreon. The link is in the description down below. So support if you want to, no pressure. Now I had heard about Leave the World Behind from a clip in the movie that was circulating all over Twitter and it was a particularly racist one. Here it is. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even mom would agree with me on that. Of course, when I see a film that is utilizing the race narrative in this way, especially in the sense of not being able to trust white people, I have to go check it out and see what's actually being said. So I logged onto Netflix where I saw that Leave the World is trending in the top 10 and clicked on the film. Now, spoiler alert, I'm going to give you a plot summary before I get into my analysis of what I watched. The plot follows Amanda and Clay, who are a middle-aged married couple, played by Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. They decide on a random day that they're going to have a vacation, Amanda books the vacation home. They pack up and get in the car with their teenage son and young daughter who are both addicted to technology. That is made very apparent. They head to their luxurious vacation home, unpack their things and get acquainted, hop in the pool, go grocery shopping. And suddenly they realize that there's no internet. They cannot watch TV and that there are also blackouts in the city. They do decide to end up going to the beach. And while basking in the sunlight, an oil tanker gets super, super close. And they see that it's constantly moving in and eventually it crashes into the shore. They don't think too much of it, even though they hear that other oil tankers are crashing along the shore and along the coastline, and they head back to their vacation home. The lack of internet and TV is still going on. They're really more annoyed by it than they are suspicious, so they go about their day. As night falls, they get a knock on the door. Clay hesitantly opens it, and they find they have two visitors. One is G.H., played by Mahershala Ali, who is claiming to be the owner of the house, and his young daughter, Ruth. This is where the race narrative is suddenly injected into the story, as Julia Roberts, who plays a Amanda does not believe that G.H. is the owner of the house, and it is made apparent that she thinks this way due to his race, as he is black. Nonetheless, they let G.H. and Ruth into the house, and they get acquainted with one another. G.H. and Ruth end up spending the night in the basement while the family stays in the main part of the vacation home. As time goes on, these characters interact with one another, start to build a rapport with one another, as the situation outside continues to deteriorate. We come to find out that there's much more going on beyond the lack of internet and television and the blackouts in the city. Throughout the film, we find out that planes are crashing, the radios are going in and out, Tesla's autopilot feature is being overruled in order to block all the roadways, and it becomes very apparent that there is some sort of attack happening on U.S. soil. The two families navigate this crisis throughout the film while slowly but surely finding more information about what's happening. They speculate that the U.S. can be brought down by no more than just getting rid of all the technology and allowing the civilians to do the rest for you. Their own division and hatred will lead them to breaking down their own country. By the end of the film, Amanda learns to overcome her 
her prejudice and racism and her just general hate towards other human beings. And you are given this message of unity, that if we were to ever fall into civil unrest, it would be on us to accept one another, to be there for one another. And you'll know that line if you've truly watched the film and to unify against whatever force is trying to keep us against one another. And there you go. That's about all you need to know. Of course, there are many other intricacies and nuances to the film and the characters and their relationships with one another that the film gets into. But if you want to know more about that, I suggest you go and watch it yourself. It was an okay film. I'd give it probably a six out of 10, I guess. It definitely had some intriguing moments. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the woke narrative that was being pushed online in regard to this film. There is most definitely a racial narrative injected into this film. I tell you that when Amanda meets GH in Ruth, she is immediately of the mindset that they could not possibly own the vacation home that she is staying in for it is too luxurious and they are two black people. How could they own this home? That is made very clear. And if not in that moment, in later moments where Amanda insinuates that Ruth is maybe the housekeeper to this large vacation home or that GH works for the owners in some capacity. She also goes on to make many snide remarks towards Ruth that insinuate she still does not believe that she is the daughter of the owner of the home. In that same vein, Ruth, the daughter of GH, has that infamous moment that you've seen in the clip where she says that you should not trust white people. So they do get a few points on the woke scale. It was very clear to me that you could have had the very same storyline with very similar characters without having some sort of racist, bigoted narrative be present in the film. But that's just par for the course when it comes to films made in the year 2023, isn't it? As far as interesting points of reflection, I do think it's quite fascinating to think about what would happen if we did lose our technology tomorrow. Would we all be incapacitated if that was the case? Do we really have any real resources or skills to help us in the wake of a disaster or crisis like that? For many of us, the answer is no. And with that being the case, you must ask yourself, is this the state of modern warfare? Is this what would happen if we were to truly create a massive conflict between the United States and other countries? And we've heard many on the left and right espouse a theory like this. Here's Tucker Carlson on Theo Vaughn's podcast. You'll be there a nuclear attack? No, there's going to be, you know, it's pretty easy to take down a society that's digital. Oh yeah, once you unplug that, and then when there's, but that's a crazy feeling when you're like, okay, because your first thought is, let me call somebody. Nope. Your phone isn't going to work. No calling, no oil through the pipelines, no food delivery. God's going to have the busiest afternoon. No airlines, no one on the roads. If you've put everything online, which, because the people who run our country are so stupid, they've actually done that. You are so vulnerable that it's unbelievable. And you're using Chinese servers and switchers. And like, at that point, you have no control. You don't need to drop a nuke on anybody. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, if anybody's doing any of that shit, do not nuke. You don't need to. And if you push the theory that's presented in this film a little bit further, if all of our technology and comforts were knocked out tomorrow, would that be enough to create civil unrest that brings the country down on its own? Throughout this film, the characters are trying to figure out who is responsible for the turmoil that's happening on American soil. There are pamphlets dropped from the sky at some point in the film that read death to America in some sort of Arabic language, but it is said by other characters that in other parts of the country, pamphlets are being dropped in Korean. You're left as the viewer not knowing whether or not this is multiple countries coming against the United States or simply one massive enemy trying to spread misinformation and make people further confused about who the real enemy is. So you can imagine in a world with no technology, with no phones to look up anything, no news sources to watch, not even a radio to tune into, it would be very difficult to come together, especially if you have misinformation being spread as to who the real enemy is. And with how divisive the United States 
States feels in today's time, it is pretty easy to imagine that we would be at each other's throats within seconds. It's already hard enough to trust people when you're down and out or in a situation of crisis. Wouldn't it be even harder if your country has already been divided in this current culture war? So I thought that at the very least was an interesting thought experiment. I put myself in the shoes of the characters thinking, what would I do if this situation were to take place? Another interesting question that is brought up throughout this film is, if this were to happen, this crisis come down upon us, would elites already be aware? And would they have the resources to put themselves above us civilians on the ground who would be dealing with the fallout of chaos like this? Mahershala Ali's character, GH, that works in finance, said that he was suspicious that something like this was going to happen. When asked why, he tells the story of one of his clients who got much of his money from defense, making a call to GH and saying that he needed to move large sums of money around. In analyzing the movement of that money, he thought a crisis may be coming. He also tells the story of speaking with that client and his client saying that he was headed to a meeting where the evil cabal decides how they're going to run the world or something to that effect. He thought that that was something that could be laughed off or that the client was being a little bit dramatic, but he did find out that he got out while the getting was good. It's interesting that in a movie about the loss of technology and complete and utter chaos and destruction like this, Michelle and Barack Obama would allude to the fact that elites would know exactly when this was going to happen and they would be able to get out. I'm thinking maybe they know something we don't, but again, this movie is a book adaptation, so they could use that as an excuse maybe. And when you mix that with the news that Mark Zuckerberg is building a $270 million Hawaiian compound with a 5,000 square foot bunker, you start to get a little nervous, don't you? And it's made very clear throughout this film that the ones who are left the best off are the elites who knew about this ahead of time and the average survivalist who decides to stock up on water, medication, and canned goods. So I guess it's food for thought depending on how much of a doomsday prepper you are. And those are really my thoughts on the film. It made me think about how I would be in a situation like this, how the elites may get away while we deal with the chaos on the ground. It had a racial narrative that I feel like it could have done without, but it didn't take too much away from the film itself. And all in all, it was an okay movie. Nothing too spectacular, nothing that really blew me away, but I did get all the way through it. But I'd love to get your thoughts on the movie. Did you watch it? Did you decide not to? If you did, what did you think of it? What was your rating? Did you find any things that I left out? Drop that in the comments down below. I always appreciate your input. And if you disagree with me, of course, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And if you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time I post a video for you guys, which is every day. And I'll see you next time. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you better.